You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon and I'm here at 32 Degrees for the video art session. Video art screening, yeah. Video Fashion art screening, screening. and um, with Nikisi, the one who's organizing it. So I wanted to introduce the event Yay. and everything that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sharon, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you for our first podcasted event at 32. This is pretty cool. And also thank you for having me for a second time on Cinema Red Pill. Yes. This is very good. Um, I guess with it, video art as a medium in and of itself is not something that's explored in a lot of different places. Um, so, or not as explored as some of the other mediums that people regularly engage in for art. So we really wanted to see if we could um, promote it as a medium, but also see if it can be used as a platform for experimentation, for ch changing form, styles, techniques, or maybe as a source of inspiration for other people, and just to, to get people acquainted with this very experimental style of cinema. Okay. Just for a brief intro, like, what's the difference between video art and film itself? Yeah, so video art tends to, it tends not to rely on a narrative, yes. it doesn't rely on defined characters, okay. and it really is, I mean, I guess a quick go-to answer in my mind is more like, it's more a mood-based thing or a technical exploration rather than a, this happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened, and here's the result. Okay. Yeah. Uh, please just give me a rundown of the three films that are going to be screened. So there's actually several films that are going to be screened. Oh, no, just yeah. There are, in total, the runtime is an hour, okay. but um, we have films like Black Gold, which is actually from uh, one of the members of Black Radical, one of the curators of Black Radical Imagination, which is definitely a group I recommend everyone checks out. Okay. We also have a piece from Terence Nance, Swimming in Your Skin Again, which is really good. Um, we have a film called The Golden Chain, and we have To Catch a Dream by the one and only The Nest Collective from Nairobi, which we're really excited about. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good enough introduction. Sounds good, good, yes. good. Hi, hey. David Cecil, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm David Cecil and uh, I live in Kampala. Mm -hmm. And what video art, start with what we've been doing here today. Okay, uh, so um, can, I, can I ask you the questions and then we do the interview that way? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it'll be good, trust me. What, 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 what I'm curious about is like how, how did you react to, for example, we, we looked at a, a piece of 1940s video art. Yes which was by Maya Deren, okay. uh, a Hollywood maverick, crazy lunatic who was making films in, in a period when film was very much focused on you know, classic feature films. Yeah. And she decided to go out and make things that were more like visual poems, quite sinister, quite strange, playing with perspective and time, yeah. and um, very much part of the surrealist movement. Now, how did you react to that? How did you feel about Maya Deren's film? The um, bit you saw. The bit I saw, I found it good. I found it different. And my perspective it was you needed a keen eye to see what you could see. Like you unpacked some stuff which I wasn't able to recognize. So it was helpful for you to be there. And there's a lot of subtext. It's abstract and it's kind of, it's art. It really embraces art. Yeah, I mean, well, I think, I think you nailed it with the word sort of subtext and, yeah. and, and abstracts in a sense. In, if we look at narrative film as film that has a beginning, middle and end and is designed to tell you a story or convey a specific message, what Maya Deren's film, which that, the, the excerpt was from a film called Meshes of the Afternoon, what it was doing was something completely different. So it's film stripped down to 
the juxtaposition of images, like images placed side by side, you make up your mind what the meaning is, or don't bother to interpret, just immerse yourself in this mood. So in that sense, I like the, I like the term film, I like you know, film poetry or film, film poems. And the second piece that I showed <coughs> was uh, a piece by Grace Indiritu, which was called uh, Nightingale, a bird. And Nightingale is uh, effectively uh, a a piece about the tension of of an unveiling. So you slowly see her face unveiled, and then you see her interacting with the cloth that was veiling her. And so already the words I'm choosing now convey this kind of idea of a woman's femininity being concealed by cloth which she played with in a very interesting way, I thought. What, what did you think of I that piece? I wonder how you're able to interpret that, because even a few people I've spoken to, they mm. would just see it as something you can immerse yourself into, right. but you can't really interpret it. Just a woman playing around with a, a tea but towel. enjoying watching her and playing around with w- a tea with towel. With a tea towel, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but then, you know, a game of football can be just a bunch of guys kicking a piece of pigskin around, you know, and so it's all about how you enter... If the piece engages with you, you will enter into a kind of symbolic exchange with it and you will be excited by the images you're looking at. Maybe it's because I already think about these things and then when I see someone playing around with the ideas on screen, then it kind of speaks to me. I want to interject for a second. So I think that there is uh, also something with video art that requires... A kind, like a shared knowledge prior to interacting with the work, if that makes sense. Like, there's just so many symbols, and they're also presented not without context, but definitely in much more abstract ways than usual. That you, you actually, yeah, you just have to. Everybody has to be aware of certain things to be able to engage in it or digest the symbols in that way. Otherwise, then you do have a much more. Because even the way you're talking about the things, like some of your interpretations are not totally subconscious. Some of them are very logical and derived from real, tangible things that you're seeing on screen. And the last thing I'll say is that there's one really cool poet, Peter Kagai, who actually writes about it in one of his poems. And he talks about the fact that in order for anybody to be able to create art, or at least for a poet to be able to create a poem, you are only able to communicate to people when you've all got a shared knowledge base. Otherwise, all the references, all the da-da-da-da gets lost yeah. in the in the translation. I have a question. Just, uh, do you think video art is more of like a reaction? Because as you said, uh, okay, so pretty much most of the movements, like film movements, so the new wave and all that, they've pretty much come from trying to change, like I, I think divert from the status quo of how things are done. So do you think uh, do you think video art is probably like its own thing that came from these people, or it's more of like a rebellion type of thing of people trying to use film in a different way? That is, you've really hit on something interesting here because people think that film art's quite new, and okay, we've had like there was a big explosion of film art in the 1960s and i think the most famous naughty man uh, uh, andy warhol yeah exactly you know your stuff and uh, so andy warhol was sort of challenging people with this new kind of film but um in a way what i tried to show by showing a 1940s film was 20 years before people were, were doing stuff that was also very radical and challenging and dangerous for, for you know dangerous in the cultural sense 
then if we go back to the origins of film like uh and much earlier 1919 uh one of my favorite pieces of film art which is the man with the movie camera do you remember you yeah, watched Ziga yeah Ziga Vertov my god you you were awake in my yeah. classes <laughs> okay <laughs> thanks man thanks bro <laughs> uh but Ziga Vertov was like really uh I don't know Sharon if you've ever watched man with a movie camera i've not seen that it's it's no. a it, you know it's impossible not to like that film and it's not difficult you've seen it nikisi okay so it basically it's uh it was made like two years into the russian revolution and in its early days the russian revolution was a very kind of fresh optimistic time where people believed that using technology and new political ideas they could remake humanity and and this film in a very amusing and sort of gentle, playful way, explores how film can revolutionise society. It's not an aggressive film. It's full of, like, jarring moments and weird moments, but it always returns to a kind of humanism. And, and, but at the, at, at the heart of the film is actually about a marriage of humanity and technology. And it's a really amazing, kind of wonderful piece of, of, of film art that, for me shows that right from the start of film filmmakers understood that fil- film doesn't have to be about narrative it can be about poetry and ideas and and beyond like you use the word abstract it can be about abstract uh, it doesn't have to just tell a story it can also just be a sensation like i don't know if you guys have also watched the train i think it was by the lumiere brothers or the or the arrival something like this Absolutely. yeah that same kind of thing where it's just like for the first time we're here in front of a screen and you have this really well placed camera so that it looks like the train is coming directly at you and you know all these hilarious stories people jumping out of their seats and getting scared blah, 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 and it plays i mean those stories kind of also play on making people seem to be primitive and dumb and un- unable to digest things. But it's really just about sensory experiences as well, which I really liked. Yeah, I mean, if we want to boil everything down, I think that, like, for me, if you prioritize aesthetics and beauty or equally horror, but if you prioritize, like, um, a sensation and you, you don't care about narrative, narrative is kind of basically irrelevant... <laughs> then your artwork constitutes, you know, it's constituted as an artwork. It's not commercial, it's not narrative, it's not just trying to say, this is what happened or this is what I want you to think. Then it, it becomes video art. And then, and then, as I tried to explain in my introduction, there's, it's all a grey area. So a lot of what we're talking about here is, is artistic film. So a feature film that is made with a lot of artistic shots that a Hollywood director would go like, cut that, that doesn't drive the story forward. Wait, the hero's not in shot, you know, but a a kind of director who's like going, no, that's beautiful, or that's saying something to me, you know, that that creates an impression. Then maybe, then we can call that film art. But I also think that... I think that those lines are actually just going to keep on blurring, not only because everybody has more access to technology, da 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 da, but there's just also way more people who can watch it and who can um, engage with it. And digital art also just allows you to play a lot more. It allows you from a very basic level of I can literally take more takes or I can do more kinds of effects that will enhance a, se- a sensory experience. But 
I don't know, sometimes I feel like making, I mean, the definitions, the process of finding the definitions I find very useful because you kind of get to understand and unpack more of what it is that you're experiencing. But on some level, I also find that the definitions are irrelevant. Did you go in and engage with the piece or not? And it's a very simple question, you know? That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah go ahead. Uh, about uh, video art, I know there are probably a lot of, how should I put it, like probably subcategories or something. You, you mentioned surrealism earlier. So right now we have been speaking about it, it's very general, but do you think, is there a way to break it down? Because I know surrealism is one thing. I've seen that Bunuel Salvador Dali film, Mushenya, that's film art, that's video art, right? Or you think it's more narrative? <laughs> I don't know. But I think, do you, do you think there are different like, schools of thought within video art, or it's just one big thing, anything that's probably abstract falls under video art? Well, one, one key definition and this m- maybe is overriding of anything, is uh, about context. And I think that, that I'm going to keep on coming back to this point about context because it, it couldn't be more important it, with regard to what we've been discussing. How do we define video art? Well, is it made for an art gallery? Okay, so um, art with a capital A is this kind of phenomenon that's emerged in the last few hundred years. And... It's since, I would say, like 1850s in Europe, art has increasingly come to be defined as something that is made to be put in a gallery and then either sold or kept on as a public good, but as a public artwork, okay? A public piece of beauty to be enjoyed, okay? So one perhaps basic definition is, did the artist make it to be displayed in a gallery? Yes, okay, then it's video art. Did the artist uh, start to work with filmmakers and get involved in making a film project and like it turned into something that could either be screened in a cinema or whatever? Okay, well then that, maybe that's like a kind of artistic film or what I've been calling film art. So I think the key definition is about the context of production and the context of exhibition. So the intention of the artist. And that brings me back to another key point which I'm very worried about. Video art, for me, loses its significance and, and, and con- uh, when it loses its context. You know, it has to be contextualised. And, uh, like, look at it this way. Um, again, I was having this argument about music. I said, like, playing video art in this way is almost like listening to kind of dancehall music or, like, hardcore techno or, you know, some heavy dance music when we're all sitting down listening to it. It's the wrong way to listen to that music. It's the wrong way to look at the, uh, the, the video art. So I would argue that, like, for me, m- some video art has to be looked at in the context of a gallery or it has to be presented by the artist with a specific... Like a specific installation. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this is something I'm very worried about and, and I'd like to work with people here about curating another set of video art where we try and recreate the context and we try and create a kind of different kind of viewing experience but you know I'm aware of the challenges <laughs> it's not easy it's expensive and who's going to come <laughs> in Uganda yeah, yeah. One more question, maybe. yeah. 
What about like uh, I think really artistically made music videos? Right. Do you think that's part of video art? Like forget the more narrative or the ones that we usually have in Uganda. I'm sure you've seen those videos. In the club. The clubs, <laughs> women dancing, that kind of thing. Yeah. There are those very abstract music videos. Yeah. Do you think that also falls as under video art? Your questions are kind of like a weird, uh, t- you know, you're a mind reader because um, <laughs> when I was making my notes for this, my last point was. So I'm, I asked three aggressive questions towards Ugandans, and my last question was, don't you already have video art? You've got music videos. And I think that music videos are a like, perfect platform for people to experiment with um, the, f- the form of film. And by form, I mean, how do you structure a film? So, you know, like right now, like as you pointed out, there's quite some interesting experimentation going on in some of the music videos, and that's what you were kind of implying that, that we already do this. You do. Uh, unfortunately, most of it focuses on like um, female buttocks, which are beautiful. Um, but I never believed that I would ever become bored of looking at them, and I have done through the medium of the Uganda music video. So I, you know, I think that it's a great. You know, there is a great opportunity, and I've seen some really cool videos here that have played around with like formally with 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 film so uh i've been you know like if you if you look at some particularly like electronic music videos that are being produced in different parts of the world electronic music doesn't have a singer so they necessarily need to kind of rely on other forms of kind of representation of the producer's intention so they often use abstract shapes and things like that but, you know, that's just one example of where you can go really kind of experimental. Uh, but I think, yeah, like, definitely we should look at music video. And I'd like also for us to, like, look at ways in which we can, like, uh, you know, again, this came up in discussion earlier, just a final anecdote to, to finalise what I have to say tonight. When I lived in Kigali, uh, I'm repeating myself here, because I told these guys the story earlier, but when I lived in Kigali... There was a roundabout and an entrepreneur had put up a digital billboard and no one was purchasing this advertising space because no one had, like, movies to put up there. So what he put up there was uh, an image of a bodybuilder, like, lifting weights and, like, an image of this fat woman who was, like, endlessly eating food. And both of these things were, like, looped together. So you had this bodybuilder and a fat woman eating food. And, but they weren't advertising a gym. It was just these images playing in a loop forever. That, for me, was the first like, public video art experience I had in Africa. Okay. I think we've had a great enough discussion. Thank you, Nikisi. Thank you, David. Thanks, Sharon. Thanks, Timothy. Thank you, Sharon. Yeah, Cinema Rental. <laughs>